Okay. I have kind of a weird question that I just realized I don't know the answer to. What are you supposed to do with your pumpkins after they start rotting on your doorstep? You throw them out. But you like throw them in the trash or you like take them to the woods and like let the animals go ham. Like it feels weird to put something like that in the trash, right? I, yes, I agree with that. Um, It feels wasteful or something. If you have a wooded area, I think it, it would be good to take them out. But I don't know what sort of bugs or whatever that would. I mean, you're you're kind of asking a city kid. I mean, I grew yeah. up, I grew up near farms, but I didn't go on farms. Yeah, I uh, I do know that if you don't take care of it quick enough, you have the the situation our neighbor has where they're deflated and then you can't yes. move them because they're so bad. We should probably like tap on ours just to see how smushy they are, right? Because I would keep ours through Thanksgiving. I just didn't know, like, throwing something like that in the trash seems kind of wasteful. I don't know. Well, we could also open them up, take the seeds out, roast the pumpkin seeds, which are delicious. I haven't done that in forever. Roasted pumpkin seeds are so good. You roast them and you salt them, right? Yes. Hmm. They're so good. And then you could take the goop out and, like, make a pumpkin pie or something. Yeah, but we don't or, eat pumpkin pie. You know how we've been giving our dogs pumpkin to help with their butt problems? But is that different than No, it's pure pumpkin. Huh. It's the pumpkin guts. Do you re- do you remember when you were a kid? Did you guys carve pumpkins when you were a kid? Yeah, and for years I wouldn't do it. Because it feels so smushy. Yeah, I will I haven't I, carved I've, a pumpkin. I can't remember the last time I carved a pumpkin, but I will never forget that texture. Yep. I know exactly what it feels like. That stringy, warmy. Yeah. And did you spread newspapers out when you did it? Yes. Every time. Yep. Every time. I can, I can see us in our kitchen with newspapers spread out on the kitchen table, pulling the goop out. Putting the seeds on a um, baking sheet. Yep. Yep. Rinsing them off in a colander. And then Um, you would put them, then you would put them on a baking sheet and you would put salt on them. I wonder if there's a point, I would assume not since you're putting them in the oven. Is there a point where they're dangerous to eat? When they're too far gone. You mean like when, like if it's rotted too much? Yeah. I don't think so. As long as there's like no bugs, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, random thought. There you go. Happy Wednesday. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Toller, and today I am grateful for everyone who has served in the armed services because today is Veterans Day. So thank you for your service. Yes. And I would extend that thank you to the family members. I was just thinking that. Of every service person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for the changing leaves. I have an ugly baby follow-up from yesterday. Okay. When I proposed the idea that there should be like an anonymous panel of people that will tell you if your baby's ugly or not. Okay. Uh, and this is not, and then I did find, I found a good news story to follow up to kind of, to kind of cleanse the thing. Cause I know ugly babies talking about a baby being ugly is not very upsidey, but I found a story to cleanse. Oh, good. Okay. Now I do want to say multiple people called in. You'll hear some of these in the voicemails, but I got text messages and voicemails 
about the ugly baby talk yesterday. And here is what multiple people said. No parent will look at their newborn or their infant and say, that's an ugly baby. But there are a lot of parents who go back and look at the baby pictures of their kids once their kids are grown Mm -hmm. and go, oh, wow, everyone was lying to us. Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't realize it. Because you've got the new parent accepting to the back. The blinders. Yeah, blinders. Got it. So you've got baby beer goggles. Got it. On. So everything is cute. But more than one person admitted that they would go back like when their kids were grown and go, oh, wow, that was not a cute, my my baby was not (laughs) a cute baby. Um, And then a few people even acknowledged that later on in life, like. I don't think I was a cute baby. The kid was adorable. Then like from age seven to 10, awkward stage. And then was adorable again. And the parents said they didn't see that either until they went back and looked at the. I, uh, I don't think I was particularly cute when I was born. You, I I, got cuter like a couple months in, but I was so big when I was born and I just don't think that I was cute. What do you mean big? Look, look, chunky babies are cute. Well, I just don't know that I was a super cute baby fresh out the womb, but you were 10 pounds when you were born. Almost. Yeah. So you, I was quite large. You're one of those, you're a movie baby. What's a movie baby? You know, when they deliver a baby. Oh, and it comes out and it's already like 11 or 12 pounds. And you're like, that kid did not just come out. That baby has a mustache. Yeah. Um, So anyways, thank you all for, for making me feel a little bit less, less crazy and validating the fact that parents can't see if their kid is. Which is fine. I don't want to think that she's ugly because she's so cute. Did I tell you that her eyelashes are coming in? Yeah, you did. Okay. This is what we talk about all day, every day. By the way, I'm really glad that no one else lives with us because they, yeah, we're a little over the top. All right. Here's my good story to kind of counterbalance that. And Callie, I, this one caught my eye because of you. Okay. We lived walking distance at our last place, the last house we lived in. We lived walking distance to a cemetery that used to be next to a church. But apparently, the, right. and, and so there's a sign on the cemetery gates that says this cemetery is not maintained by anyone other than the family plot owners. Right. So if you were buried there or grandma was buried there, or great aunt was buried there, you would have to go in and take care of that little plot. You're responsible for it, right? Land. They don't come in and like mow it or. Yeah. I think the city came in and, and just cut the weeds down, but that was it. And Callie found a couple whose grave was completely overgrown and her and her friend Chrissy got a bunch of gardening tools and a bunch of cleaning stuff and went over to the cemetery and cleaned up the whole, that whole little grave site. We did. And I did not know, this is a little side note. Um, and we got to go back and I just kind of forgot. But, um, when we were there, I didn't know that Chrissy is super afraid of death. Like she's really, it just makes her very upset and in the old, not just, not just afraid of death. Like she's talked, not afraid of dying. She's afraid of things surrounding death. Like they really but, freak her out. But to the point that it would be on the list of things to talk to a therapist about. Right. Like it's, she openly is just yeah. like, I'm not okay with it. And there was, it was, I think it was like after 
the there was so much foliage over it or whatever. And that I took a step and like sunk in a little bit. And it wasn't, it's not like a sunken grave. It's just that there's, it hasn't been cleaned in so long that there was so much stuff. And she thought I was falling into a grave and flipped out. And it was really funny. And she wouldn't pull you out. She'd be like, good luck down there. She would have like run full speed. Well, the guy in San Antonio, Texas, who is dealing with the, um, you know, coronavirus and quarantine and all that, uh, decided to commit to cleaning grave sites, graves at a cemetery. And since May, he has cleaned and revitalized 400 gravestones. Oh yep. It's the San Fernando Cemetery. And there are grave sites there that are over 100 years old. So there isn't even family left to take care of them. Right. So he did the same exact thing you did. He went there one day and he's like, oh, nobody's taking care of this. I want to come back and clean it. And then he did all the research on like how to clean the the granite, you know. The, That's the thing we actually should say is that unless you know what you're doing or talk to an expert, you shouldn't just go clean gravestones because they're made out of different things over time. And you can actually completely erode the names on them. Yeah. If so, you do it with the wrong chemicals, which is why we never treated the headstones. But there are people that are professionals that will come out and show you how to do it. Yeah. He did all the research and he's done 400. Um, What's his name? His name is. Oh, he wants to remain anonymous. Oh, okay. So this is not the guy. I do follow a guy on Instagram. Yeah. He said he's been diligently cleaning at least 400 of them since May, and he doesn't want to be identified for his act of kindness. He says, I am doing this for the greater glory of God. I want this to be about the people in the graves and their stories. That's so nice. Yeah. So I, I follow a guy on Instagram that does it. Um, so obviously it's not the same guy because this guy wants to remain anonymous, but it's really cool to see, like, cause you can't tell who is buried there when he starts and then the ending, like you get to see, it's like kind of the part of their story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them are veterans. Some of them, it's just really cool. Very cool. Our merch store is in full swing for the holidays. We have an all new merchandise line and the holidays are coming up like, Real fast. And every, if you look at any of the news sites, you'll see once you scroll, you know, get past the election stuff and you see news stuff, there are like warnings of how many people are going to be doing 100% of their shopping online and what that's going to do to the shipping infrastructure. All that to say, order early. Another thing I was thinking is, um, I know a lot of people aren't doing a traditional Thanksgiving this year because of coronavirus. So, um, and we have the gratitude journals ready to ship right now. So, um, if you're going to be missing someone that you love over Thanksgiving, it might be an awesome idea to order. Well, it is an awesome idea to order, um, gratitude journals for the people that you normally would have spent Thanksgiving with and just say, Hey, I got you a gratitude journal for Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, they're in stock and they're shipping right now. So go for it. A couple things about the gratitude journals, just questions that I have, uh, I've gotten, um, they are not dated so you can start them whenever. Right. So you could mm-hmm. start it at Thanksgiving. Um, so I do know of one, at least one family, um, who messaged us, they are doing a um, picnic table Thanksgiving where they're putting picnic tables in their backyard. Love it. And they're doing like three or four picnic tables and families coming to do that. And they bought uh, like 20 gratitude journals 
to put. That's awesome. And every place setting is like a party favor or whatever. Yeah. So that's something. Um, and then the other thing that I was going to say is, oh, another idea that people are doing is they are, when you give that as a gift, you write in the gr- in the journal why you're grateful for the person you're giving it to. I love that. So just some gratitude journal ideas. They are limited in quantity. I did talk to Chip at Port Merchandise yesterday. He said they are far and away the fastest selling thing in the, in the merch store. Um, they will sell out. Um, he said that anybody who buys this week should be okay. So yeah, if, go if, get some. If you want a gratitude journal, grab one. Um, the, the hope earrings. Oh, and by the way, the gratitude journal also has a charitable component too. It does. We're giving um, a portion of every sale to Canine Assistance in honor of Katie's mom, Jan, or in memory of Katie's mom, Jan. And then we're giving a portion of another portion of sales to the Central New York. I always get this confused. Central New York cat. What is it? It's a it's a cat rescue in Central New York. I remember the exact name. Yeah. Meow. Um, um, in memory of Jeff's mom who passed away um, at the end of the year last year. So there is a charitable component where we like to, you know, be able to write a check from Upsiders um, every year. And it's something fun that we like to do. And those are the two charities that we chose this year. And the Hope Earrings also have a charitable component, a different charitable component. And and um, we have masks that are on sale as well this year. Yeah. So. Uh, get yours. If you would like to win $1,500 cash, text the word store to 800-434-5454. This is cash money that you'll have in your hand before Thanksgiving. So you could spend it all in our merch store. You could. You don't have to, but you could. Um, You could also win $2,000. You could get an extra $500 bonus. You have to text the word store to 800-434-5454 and click the link that appears in the text message that you get back for details on how to get that $1,500 up to $2,000. Good luck. I read an article this week that really inspired me and I thought it would be a great topic to bring up on the show. Um, and it was, the article was about a woman named Emily Harrington. She's a free climber. Do you know what a free climber is? No idea. So a free climber apparently are, it's people that climb those crazy rock monuments with no like ropes. Oh, like yeah. they freak. You know what I mean? Like they do Why? it. They're foolish. <laughs> They're dumb. When there's a perfectly good rope available, are they the people who like jam- And maybe they have like a safety thing or whatever, but free climbing to me sounds like you're just climbing bare rocks. Like it's not like a rope score. Like you're free climbing. I, no, I think you are. You do have a rope. But your response, but the rope isn't like tied to the top of the rock or the bottom. Like you have to find cracks in the rock to like jam it into. Right. It's and pretty then, intense. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um. So he, uh, she was climbing El Capitan. That's how you say it, right? Uh, yeah. El Capitan. Um, and she gave the Today Show this great interview about fear. And here's a couple things that she said, and I thought it was really poignant. She said um, for her, because, you know, they said, are you scared? She said, for me, it's less about conquering my fear and beating it and more about sitting with it and understanding it and recognizing why it's there, then taking steps to move through it and use it in a way 
um, to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. And she also said, um, I think more than anything, you have to get past the idea that you have to beat your fear or conquer your fear. Yes. I don't actually believe that's a thing we can do. I think once you feel it, it's there and you have to kind of exist with it and learn how to move through it. And I think in reality, maybe we should try to all be a little more comfortable with being afraid, analyzing it. And then in that, then it can become a strength. I 100% agree with that. I used, people used to ask me when, when I would do stand-up comedy shows or like it, when I was working at the radio station, I would have to go in front of thousands of people and like introduce a concert or something. And, and people would say, do you still get nervous? Or I bet you don't get nervous anymore or you're so comfortable up there. And the reality is you get nervous every single time mm -hmm. because I think once you beat the fear, like if your goal is to beat the fear then the energy and the excitement that comes from that moment is no longer worth it. I think Does it's, that makes sense. Oh, it totally makes like sense. Like once you, so yet yeah, like, but I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed looking out through the curtains and seeing a theater filled with, you know, 2000 people or however many people yeah. were in there to come see me tell jokes and be like, Oh my gosh, these people could all think I'm terrible. Like, because then when you're done with it, the endorphins. You feel proud. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if I wasn't scared at the beginning, the rush at the end wouldn't be as intense. I think it's like there's something we always hear from the time that we're, you know, kids. Like, don't be scared or don't be, you know what I mean? And I think it's okay to be scared, to feel fear, to feel excitement when you um, are scared and, and move through something and to also sit with fear. Like, we sit with things that are uncomfortable and um, – you know, it makes you stronger, in my opinion. And I do love the quote that everything worth having sits on the other side of fear mm -hmm. because that, that to me sets up like the visual of that is like fear is a mountain or fear, fear is a barrier. Like fear is an obstacle in the way and everything worth having is on the other side of that means that you have to do some work to get to the stuff that's worth having, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you overcome the fear, then what's on the side of, on the other side of it becomes less valuable. Totally agree. I could not agree more. I so love that. I think the, the short version of, of that quote is be okay being scared. Embrace it. If you are feeling like you might need the help of a professional therapist, one is waiting for you at betterhelp.com slash upside. BetterHelp has been a partner of this show for so long, and we're so happy to let you know about their services. They have licensed therapists and counselors available for you from the comfort of your own home. Telemedicine is amazing. You can do a video chat. You can do a phone call, you can even text if that's what you need to do. But you're going to be talking with a licensed professional counselor specializing in whatever it is that you're dealing with. Self-esteem, grief, anger, anxiety, depression. It's convenient. It's affordable. It's professional. Of course, everything you share is confidential, just like an in-person therapist would, would be. And you can save 10%. We want you to start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P 
betterhelp.com slash upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash upside. We've talked a lot on the show about simplifying things and trying to get everything possible shipped to your house. Well, you can also do that with glasses and with Warby Parker. They have an at-home try-on. So what you want to do is you want to go to warbyparker.com slash upside, and they're going to help you pick out five pair of glasses um, you have no obligation to buy that might be a good fit for you. They'll ship them to your house and then you have days to walk around your house, check out the glasses um, without your prescription in it to see what you actually like before you commit to buying. Now, once you do make the commitment to buy, if you decide to do that, glasses start at $95, including your prescription lenses. So no need to be scared of burning a hole in your pocket to get a brand new pair of super cute glasses. Jeff and I are both Warby Parker enthusiasts, probably between the two of us. I think we have almost 10 pair and we love them so much. They're great, great quality. They're super good looking glasses and they're at an affordable price. Try Warby Parker's free home try on program. Order five pair of glasses to try at home for free for five days with zero obligation to buy. They ship free and include include a prepaid return shipping label. Yes, it is that easy. Try five pair of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash upside. As an end of the year treat, you can save 15% when you purchase two or more pair of Warby Parker prescription eyewear. That includes eyeglasses or sunglasses. This is a limited time offer that ends 12-31-2020. Warbyparker.com slash upside. This Thanksgiving, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, is giving you something extra to be grateful for. A free turkey. Plus, you're going to have one less trip to the grocery store every month and a better, more affordable selection of meat. Here's what ButcherBox does. They put together meat, deliver it right to your door every single month. Now, this could be something that they select. They have prepackaged options and you can pick one of those. Just trust that they will take care of you every month. Or it could be something that you log in and customize every 30 days. And if you have extra food in your fridge and you don't need something for a, a month, you can change your delivery date. No problem. ButcherBox has high quality pork, beef, chicken, and seafood. And it gets delivered right to your door in these super insulated, really safe boxes. So uh, you always have a fridge stocked full of delicious meat. ButcherBox is hooking you up. New members get a turkey for free in their first box. How's that for a Thanksgiving gift from ButcherBox? But you got to go to ButcherBox.com slash upside so that they know you listen to this show. Once again, it's ButcherBox.com slash upside for a free Thanksgiving turkey in your first box from ButcherBox. Today's quote of the day is... The same boiling water that softens the potato hardens the egg. It's what you're made of, not the circumstances. All right, here are my three random things for today. And I will start with yet again, another Christmas list. Um, oh, okay. So, Who's this time? So far, we've done Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. We've done Oprah Winfrey's Favorite Things. Now, the Neiman Marcus Christmas Book and Fantasy Gifts. These are always ridiculous. A custom library designed by publisher Prosper Azulin and his wife Martine 
that features a curated collection of books, furniture, and one of a kind. It says like objet de art, like objects of art. Okay. Right. I guess for $295,000. $295,000. How many of them are there? I wonder. How many can you buy? Yeah. For 295,000, like that guy that like you should be able to do a few of them. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. God, could you imagine? I if I had 295,000 bucks, I'm not spending it on a what? Ellie? Ellie thinks it's ridiculous. I'm not spending it on a library that other people create. That's just, I would like to be so confident that I could sell something like that for $295,000. You know what I mean? Um, Perenni Ranch and Beef for a Year, a trip to the James Beard award-winning Perenni Ranch Steakhouse in Buffalo Gap, Texas, where the purchaser will meet rancher and chef Tom Perenni and also get a year's supply of his beef. $185,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, what, like that cow needs that's to like be an experience though. Not that I would pay that kind of money for that, but like, that's an experience. Like, yeah. Um, the Sheldon Chalet, Alaska experience where you can go to the Sheldon Chalet for five nights, which is a resort, but uh, you meet the owner, Robert Sheldon, and you'd get to learn about his family's history trailblazing the Alaska range. You'll have your own private chef. You'll get to explore a glacier with professional Denali guides. And this will only set you back $345,000. I got to say, though, that sounds really cool. Doesn't it? Not for $345,000. No, I don't want to pay for it. But if someone, I, I don't know, like, I don't know. If there's, you're a billionaire, that wouldn't be cool. There's a luxury RV with a state-of-the-art electrical system for a quarter million dollars. Um, there is an entire collection of jewelry with prices that range from one hundred to one hundred ninety thousand dollars. And do they do this because people are really buying it, or did they do this because yes. it's on brand for Neiman Marcus to be so outrageously expensive? There are people who buy it. I just There's, can't even. I'm like, I'd like a pair of $10 socks, please. <laughs> um, just a heads up and a good reminder. I think we've talked about this before, but when you're trying to keep safe from the flu and from COVID and all that, you're doing what you got to do with your mask. You're washing your hands. You're keeping your social distance, right? Mm -hmm. Don't forget to wipe down your cell phone. One out of six phones tested uh, in this study by the International Journal of Health Sciences had E. coli bacteria. Oh, that it. doesn't surprise me. And when I was- um, That's the butt germ. At working every day, like yeah. I would wipe down my phone every single day because we had um, like wipes and stuff like that. And every day I would do it and like wipe down my badge and stuff like that. Um, and then my third random thing is here's uh, just, this is just fun for when you're hanging out, having dinner with people. Uh, here are a few foods that everybody assumes are foreign, like came originated in other countries, but are actually very American. Mm -hmm. Number one, garlic bread and gar garlic knots. Mm. Not from Italy. Actually from Michigan. Interesting. Chimichangas. Not from Mexico. They're from Arizona. Did you know that, Mr. Arizona? I did not. 
Uh, but in Arizona is where I had my first chimichanga, and it's one of my favorite Mexican dishes. Not Mexican dishes. Not Mexican dishes. dishes. And finally, fortune cookies were invented in California. Hmm. Those are my three random things. Jeff's birthday was yesterday, and I wanted to touch on um, Jeff. Is it, I don't know if you are superstitious. There's things that Jeff does every single year on his birthday. So this birthday thing that I want to talk about, that's the first part is what things do you do every year and why? I've talked before about the underwear. Yeah. Years ago, I saw an interview with a, a celebrity, rich celebrity who, who had, you know, who was raised normal, but then started getting paid millions of dollars to do movies and stuff. Yeah. And he said, and I, I think people have told me that it was Will Smith, but I don't remember who the celebrity was, but he said that when he got his first gazillion dollar check, he bought enough underwear that he could throw away his underwear at the end of every day. So he bought 365 pairs of underwear. He was done wearing it. <laughs> he threw it out. And he, he did that because he could. And I was like, you know what? That's actually really cool. I mean, it's wasteful and whatever, but it's actually really cool to find one little thing. It's not ostentatious. It's not having, you know, a, a like a golden portrait of yourself painted on the hood of your car. Right. It's nothing like that. It's just something. It's a splurge that reminds you of, of the success you had. And ever since I saw that interview, I decided that every year on my birthday, I would just replace all of my underwear. And oh, so, so how many pair did you buy yesterday? Uh, 12 pair. Cause I saw we got, we went and did a target pickup. Yeah. The, and it's easy for a guy to do because I got 12 pair of underwear and I think it cost me 40 bucks. Right. Uh, if it's a woman, birthday gift to yourself. If a woman was going to do something like that, it would be a totally different story, right? Because I would, I would I, say that more women than more men than women buy like underwear in a pack. Yeah. Yeah. In but general. I don't think they're like, can you like, I can buy boxer briefs in packages of eight for a $20 bill. Like, does that exist for women's underwear? It does exist. Oh, it does? Okay. But I think it's more common for men to buy their underwear like that. Because I don't think men really, you guys don't care, right? Right. And women need like different types of underwear for different outfits and whatnot, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. So it's it's something I do every year and I very much uh, enjoy it. Now, I learned about your other weird birthday tradition yesterday that I did not know. And I got out of the shower and Jeff and Ellie were laying on the bed and he was letting her listen to this song that I had never heard in my life and didn't know that every year you listen to it on your birthday. But what is it like a superstitious thing? Now it's just a tradition. But when I was a kid, um, I learned about this boat called the Edmund Fitzgerald. Okay. Which was a, it, 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 I think it was um, transporting iron ore across the Great Lakes, which is near where I grew up. And it sank on my birthday in 1975. And sometime later, a guy named Gordon Lightfoot wrote a song about the Edmund Fitzgerald. How did you find out about that song? It was a, it was a popular song. Oh, okay. Like it was like on the charts and stuff. Got it. So – he wrote the song about the Edmund Fitzgerald 
And it's, you know, nerd Jeff at age 10 or whatever thought it was really neat that there was something that a song was written about that happened on my birthday. Yeah. So, like, I used to, I listened to the song. I think I did a school report on the boat and the sinking. It was the largest boat ever to, to be on the Great Lakes. It was also the largest vessel to ever sink. Huh. Um, and so, at just some point, I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to, and like, you know, 12 or 10 year old or 12 year old Jeff was like, I'm going to listen to this every year on my birthday. And you have? And I have. Your whole life, pretty much? Yeah, every year. That's awesome. I mean, I have it downloaded. I didn't know that about you. I mean, it's not, I mean, I just, it's not like a thing. Like, I don't, I just play it. Yeah. Usually, like, while I'm brushing my teeth or something like that. So here's my next question Is there anything that you can think of in the past year, like any lessons that you've learned or anything that, like any takeaways from the last year of your life. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Unless you want life to be really different, pull out. Jeff. What? Oh my God. Well, that's something I learned. <sighs> my parents listen to this show. <laughs> I, um. Not that they don't get me. I'm holding a baby. So <laughs> the chick is out, but. <laughs> um, I. I don't know what, um, I don't know. This year was just the year that was like, it just was, you know what I mean? No. Like this year, like you're catching me off guard with the question because this year was just like, this year was truly month by month. You know what I mean? Like January and February were January and February, March. We found out that the planet was going to shut down for a little while. Mm Mm-hmm. I think everybody thought that, oh, we'll be back to normal by June. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we found out like in April and May, like, oh, it's probably not going to happen. And then May became June, then July, then August. Now here we are. It's November. And it's just, it just is. So. Do you think there's anything from this year because of everything that's happened that will change you forever? Like the way that you see things? Um. I don't know. You're catching me. You're asking me some really deep questions. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. Well, I just mean, like, is there anything that kind of like going through this whole COVID thing has made you like more appreciative of like home time or has made you more resourceful or. Well, I mean, I'm better in the kitchen. I, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm an introvert. I like being at home. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I haven't really missed going out, going to parties and stuff. Yeah. I really, I enjoyed having to be at home while you were pregnant because I really liked that time that you and I had yeah. together. Um, but yeah, I kind of just feel like I don't have any big f- philosophical things. Give me 24 hours and I might. Okay. I was just asking. I was just curious because I feel like birthdays are always a time for life reflection and life reflection period thank you for listening to the upside with callie and jeff today's episode was brought to you by dinner affair the official meal kit for families visit dinneraffair.com upside for your exclusive discount make sure you're subscribed to the upside with callie and jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode i will tell you what the highlight of my day was and it's birthday related okay 
Yesterday morning, Callie and I uh, were just starting to get up, just starting our day, and we had moved Ellie from the bassinet into the bed, and she was just kind of like hanging out. I think I was giving her a bottle, and my phone starts buzzing. Callie grabs it because it was like buried in the sheets, and it was my dad FaceTiming his granddaughter. I don't think that you understand how big of a deal, like, Jeff's dad does not FaceTime. No, he his first FaceTime was less than a week ago. Yeah. And to, he and he FaceTimed us. Yeah. Like he didn't answer the call. He made the call. Yes. It was a big day in the dollar house. And it buzzed and, and he, um, Callie held it up and she's like, oh, it's your dad and hit it. And then boom, there he was right there on the FaceTime screen. And then we put the screen on uh, on Ellie and she was having breakfast and she hung out with with, with um, her grandpa and they were having breakfast together and it was great. And I just thought, I don't know why. It was like the neatest thing ever. It was the highlight of my day was a FaceTime from my dad while we were hanging out. I just thought it was cool. So It was cool. Congratulations, Kelly and Jeff, on your sweet little baby girl. I think this is awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. I'm actually calling for another reason though. It's super random. But I am grateful for my dishwasher because when I unload my dishwasher, I open every single cabinet. I put the dishes away. As I close my cabinets, each door, I am Vanna White choosing a letter for the audience and just turning that letter over and solving a puzzle. It makes it more fun. I know it's random, like I said. I love you guys. I think you're awesome. And again, congratulations on your sweet baby girl. And Try to get as much rest as you can. And anybody who offers the help family-wise that you feel safe with, take their help. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Flu season is right around the corner. The winter is coming and it is more important than ever to make sure you have a strong immune system. That's why Liquid IV created Hydration Multiplier plus immune support to maintain and strengthen your immune system. Now, here's one of my favorite things about Liquid IV is that we have it everywhere because it comes in little packets that you put into your water. So it's really easy. It's not like in a huge bottle that you have to constantly, you know, be home to put it in your water. No, 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 no. Throw the sticks in your bag on the go. Keep them in your car, wherever you want. So you always have them on hand. It is a great way to hydrate. Hydration Multiplier Plus Immune Support has a blend of vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, and well immune. Liquid IV's new hydration multiplier plus immune support is available at Walmart or order online and get 25% off. Here's that discount you want. When you go to liquidiv.com and use the code UPSIDE at checkout, that's 25% off of anything that you order when you use promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Hi, I was calling in regards to like thinking your kid is cute and all that stuff. Um, what you will do is look back at them or unless maybe we're bad parents and then go, oh, so my child has a humongous head and his hair was atrocious, but we didn't see that. Um, and looking back at pictures of him as a baby, we're like, oh, our friends were definitely talking about our kid. I personally think Ellie's beautiful, but it is, it's a funny thing. Love you guys. Bye. Good morning. I just wanted to call and say happy birthday, Jeff. I know um, how much you love your birthdays, so I hope you have a wonderful day. 
and enjoy your new little Ellie um, birthday present. And thank you for making this podcast and, you know, all the entertainment. Hope you have a great birthday. Hey, Jeff and Kelly, this is Hillary from Atlanta. I just wanted to give a shout out to Jeff. Happy birthday. Uh, Thank you for what you guys do at The Upside. Um, The best thing about 2020 is The Upside, honestly. So thank you for this community. Happy birthday. Hey, Callie, Jeff, and Ellie. This is Gail. I'm mother of three, grandmother of six. And you said today that you think people are getting a little tired of hearing about the baby. When I get up in the morning, I want to hear your podcast because I can't wait to get an update. So please, please, please don't think that. Everybody wants to hear about baby Ellie. Love you guys. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Laura. First of all, congratulations on your beautiful, beautiful baby girl, Elizabeth. She is absolutely precious, and I'm so, so happy for you guys. Um, I was just listening to today's episode where you were talking about if parents ever recognize if their child is not particularly attractive. When my third daughter was a newborn, I remember looking at her little squished up, swollen face and saying, oh, honey, you have a face only your mother will love. But I do, and I did. And as it turns out, She became absolutely gorgeous a couple of months later, but she was a squished-up, smushy-faced little baby girl, Um, and I did see it, but I loved her just the same. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. Hey, guys. This is Amy, and I live in Dallas, and I was listening to your show the other day about doing things one-handed with a baby should be an Olympic sport. Oh, I just loved that, and I completely agree. My daughter is almost 18, but I feel my greatest accomplishment with her um, is when she was an infant and I was nursing her. And so that was on one side. And then with one hand, I made tuna sandwiches for myself and a friend. Opened the can of tuna with a hand can opener. Um, Drained the tuna, dumped the tuna, mixed the mayonnaise, the whole thing, one-handed while nursing her, standing up in the kitchen, you know, with the other hand. So I I was pretty proud of myself for that. (laughs) So anyway, love your show. Y'all have a good day. Bye. So, Jeff, this is Britt Fonts. I uh, just listened to your show from last Friday, and uh, you're going over the food, and I have to defend my uh, love of Scrapple. Scrapple is, uh, I grew up, my grandparents were from Philadelphia. It's a Philadelphia thing, apparently. Uh, It is so good, and you have the exact description. It's so much better than the description. You've got to try it. Ketchup on top, fried up. Oh, it's yummy, 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 goodness. Uh, And I don't want to know what's in there. I just know that it's delicious, and I love it. You can get it at Publix in the frozen meat breakfast food section slice it into about a quarter to a half inch patty fried up so good that is all if you make your bed every morning it will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another and by the end of the day that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed and if by chance you have a miserable day you will come home to a bed that is made and a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed.